I'll just say later, later this episode, we're going to talk about a movie about werewolves and yetis. But before we get to that, and before we get to the song, I'm very excited. Just for this episode. Okay. I wrote a joke. Ooh, oh, boy, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's a Tim joke. What did King Charles say to the abominable snowman when he showed up at his house one morning? Not yeti. Damn it. No, he said, it's not yet tea time. Come back at four. It's not yet tea time. Come back later. Uh, <laughs> You're close. It's Seti Bimco part two. The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. I'll find you eventually and you'll no longer be hidden. Hey, it's Seti Bimco part two. The Revenge. And we're going to talk about Revenge sequels to a movie about werewolves and yetis that the movie George picked. We're going to talk about later. What's it called? You can tell it's uh, it's well, Tim. <laughs> well, that depends who you ask. This movie is known by many names. Yes, I'll get into it later. The least we'll accurate. The least accurate being. Well, the least accurate being the one we recorded <laughs> the, the, the wolf and the yeti. Because it should yeah. be like the wolf man <laughs> and uh, about four minutes of the yeti. Because, <laughs> like, there is like hardly any, spoiler alert, there is hardly any yeti in this. Yeah, I think four minutes is actually, I, I did actually think of timing it. I don't think it's even four minutes of yeti. I would be surprised if we got... Two and a half, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I would. Okay, I'm going to go with three minutes and twelve seconds at the most. Okay, that's my final answer. I'll have to check. Price this of later. right rules. Yeah, we'll see who wins. What are you betting? I'll check it um, out for next week. Whoever wins gets to give a Tim Hamilton drawing for the New Yorker. To whoever <laughs> guesses, this is just between you two, though, not the no, audience. No, no, we're giving it to a we're giving <laughs> no, it to some member of the audience. Uh, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you exact, exact. You guess the exact time, man. Yeah, but which talk. version will they be? Get the right time from Werewolf in the Eddy, or the running time from uh, Night of the Howling Beast, Werewolf or perhaps the, the one from the Maldición de la Bestia? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? There's probably other versions too. <laughs> who knows? See, yeah, the the version I saw was on Plex, and uh, Plex. There, Plex. That's that. It gave me. It gave me my. I know you said Tubi, but on my yeah. when I Google it, it gave me the options of Amazon Premium subscription. And it's like, well, okay. And then yeah. it gave me Plex. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let me know. ask you, John. Is that how a YouTube fantastic was yours? Um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, probably tops one and a half. I think I got a real edited version. <laughs> I think I got. I saw the, one. Yeah, saw one nipple. Oh, oh wow. okay. So one, no, it had more than one nipple. Um, I saw a couple nips, a couple breastuses, uh, a couple tushies, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Beyond that, not really. Here's the defining feature, John. When the scene when the werewolf Voldemar oh, is laying in the cave with the two, he's not a werewolf yet. He's laying with the two women, and they're uh, having their menage a trois. And it's like, is there like about a minute of a fully naked lady laying nope. on top of him and just zooms in on her butt? No. Oh, you didn't no. see the good one. Well, good is a relative yeah. term, this I'm going to guess. This show, <laughs> this show has a format. What's the format, Tim? <laughs> oh, really? 
I sent you guys a Patty Lapone story, and George is like, "Yeah, I yes. got to tell you about Patty Lapone." Yeah, what did you I think? Patty did, Lapone. You, Lapone did you throw, see Patty Lapone throwing shade on Kim Kardashian? Who the hell does Patty yeah. Lapone think she is? <laughs> Who does Tim think he is that he thinks we'd care about Patty Lapone? Well, no, no, because last week, no, last week the discussion was that I am absolutely terrified of three-time Tony Award winner Patty Lapone. George, you were asleep. Oh, yeah. So as a matter as a matter of fact, she's talking about Kim Kardashian being cast on the latest season of American Horror Story, and I am so terrified of Patty Lapone. (laughs) That secretly I referred to three-time Tony Award winner Patty Lapone as American Horror Story. It all makes sense. Uh, yeah, but I, right. I agree with her. She yeah, anyway. Well, who's Patty? Should I share who, my story real quick? Who the hell is Patty Lapone? Who the, who the hell, Patty Lapone is a casting director now. Shut up, Patty Lapone. What you think? Did they're you watch the whole? Part? Did you watch the whole video of her interview? Her little segment. Yeah. Did you see that some somebody's been pooping in the aisle during a performance of Some I Like It Hot? saw that. Um, and actually, I, I <laughs> before that, Nathan Lane was on Seth Meyers, and he was talking about how he might be he might be giving the up the theater because people are pooping oh. in the aisles now. What? Now, wow. I don't know if you're I don't know if you're making that up. No, that's what he said. It was on Seth Meyers. It, it was during it was it was during the matinee when all the senior citizens were there. I think so it's very. Oh sad. well, doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> well, but not unexpected. <laughs> it was a Wednesday matinee. Seriously, you know many. it's like it's like when you go to a Wednesday matinee. It's like two different shows. It's like the show on stage and the show all around you. Theater of the Living, I call it, <laughs> and it's just. John. You know, what did she say? <laughs> I don't like this music. Oh, I got to turn down my hearing aid. I'm getting feedback. You know, it's like, ah. John. Yes. To go back to go back to the pooping, you're not on social media. And no. half of my feed, it's just George may tell you because I send some, half my feed is, is uh, public cameras. There's so many people sneaking around just pooping on things. I don't get that on my social media. That's what I get. I've sent some to you, Tim. Tim, whenever you whenever you reveal these things about you, you're revealing <laughs> a lot more about yourself than you realize. But I don't yeah, care. I'm being honest. You're, you're, I don't ask for that. It, I don't if he's ask not for revealing it. a lot about himself, he's revealing a lot about his Google searches. <laughs> no, I do not search for that. Oh, it's that it's day. always monkeys I, masturbating. I was and searching people for pooping in public. I yeah. was searching for how not to poop in public, and that's how it got on. Oh. I get it because that is a real problem for you, Tim. Every time we go out, we have to like hold your pants up because you're just trying to whisk them Jeez. down. All right, really quickly, my Patty Lapone story. Okay, uh, the year was. I feel like there are. There, you're probably going to know what this is, John, because this is a super famous moment. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it's happened more than once. But it was 2009. Mm-hmm. My then partner and I were going. I'm not a huge Broadway person, but I do see a few shows a year. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Patty Lapone was starring in a revival of Gypsy. Yes. And mm. we got pretty good tickets. It was a Christmas gift that we were going to see in early January. And we're, you know, a few rows back. And Patty Lapone, mid show, first act, stops the show. And starts screaming at a person in the audience who is taking a video with a flash. Yes. Or a photo with a flash. Yes, this is a very famous and, incident. You were there. 
You were there? I was there. Oh. I was fucking oh there. Gosh. This is why I always feel like <laughs> I almost never tell this story because I feel like there's like the fact that I was there seems like so right random. Oh, yeah, sure. And it almost there. seems suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's that. So I actually did the research. I found my old my old tickets and stuff to make sure like I have the receipts to back this up. And I'm also going to throw a, a well-known person, not under the bus, but I have a witness to me being there. Well, Paul, Tim, you might know this guy. Well-known children's author and illustrator Paul Zielinski was also oh, in the audience. Yeah, yeah. And we spoke to him in intermission. We're like, wow, that was crazy, huh? She totally fucking yelled at that guy and threw him out because I didn't realize what was happening. until It was like when the Challenger blew up. I didn't really know what was happening right, right. away. Like, Is this part of the show? And it was – I will tell you. It was terrifying. That's what I'm the saying. Patty were, Lapone is terrifying. Yeah. That's my fear of Patty Lapone. She Paul. like scolded this guy. The energy she gave off was so much. That I don't remember much of that show beyond that. Cause I <laughs> feel right. like the rest of the show, I was so scared that like she was going to catch me sniffling or something. Thank you. George, was it a Wednesday matinee? <laughs> it was what it was a Wednesday matinee. I remember well, because I was just about to go to the bathroom in the aisle when it happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I, oh, I better hold this dookie in. <laughs> I'm like, let me just let me just kick this under this this seat so nobody sees what I was doing. Tim, you had a question. Uh, yeah, I had a question, but but it was going to be a joke about how you pooped in the aisle, and John got it. John oh, beat man, me we to all, it. You know, I just got to say, the I'm three gonna... of us, we are we're a well oiled machine. <laughs> you know, some, if there's going to be a poop something. joke, we will take it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say my only news item that. I don't know if you missed, but Pope Francis is going to give a relic of the true cross to King Charles for his coronation. Two, two pieces. Two, two pieces. Two. Why does anybody, why do they need two pieces of the true cross? Well, so you can make a cross to, you put one across to nail the arms to and another one down to nail the feet to. It's a tiny piece, George. It's a little splinter. How tiny? Well, it fe- it fell have off you ever seen Prince Charles? He's only like three inches tall. And, and, and where's the verification on this? Yeah, it's like all I remember is them telling us is about. Remember the shroud of Turin, which was allegedly the cloth that Christ was buried in, and his image, and it wound up that it was a hoax. I need some verification. I need some verification on this wood. (laughs) I bet you it's two fucking popsicle sticks. It's probably like, yeah, he's a true cross. It's probably like some like splinters from a couple two by fours in a lumberyard in Napoli. You know, just age it a little. We'll we'll, We'll give it to the king. Oh, we'll give him two pieces. Make him feel <laughs> yeah. special. That's why the Pope, Tim, your news Pope stories needs, are so fascinating. That's why the Pope needs a wife. She'd be like, are you giving away pieces of the true cross again for presents? We, wow, need, that Tim, true, we need that true cross for, for her retirement. My sister <laughs> asked for a piece of the true cross, and you wouldn't give it to her. Yes. And you're going to give this guy in England two pieces? My sister. Cutting edge comedy from Tim <laughs> Hamilton. The old wife haranguing somebody <laughs> joke. Yeah. <laughs> And before I forget, (laughs) every week we watch a movie and we have a a random wildcard question where we ask what character from this movie, which character from this movie would be most likely to become a comedian? Oh, okay. I say 24. Hmm. All right. So I guess we'll start talking about it. Maybe we should get to this movie. What's it called, George? Let's do it. Well, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll ride this ship because it was my movie choice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 
I'm tentatively going to offer apologies, yet you may have really enjoyed this. Like, I think I really enjoyed this. I had to watch it twice in order to follow it. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) Because it was just like... Who, who, who's this person? What's their backstory? What's their name? I don't get this. And then they're like dead. I was like, oh man. Yeah. So I did. I had to watch it like a second time. There are straight up a couple of characters I didn't register as being different yeah. people until the second viewing. Yeah. And, and some of that is definitely the filmmaker's fault. There are two characters I'll probably mention who look so similar. I'm like, come on. Two sets of characters. George. So this movie, I challenge you. I'm going to give a- I challenge you again. Give me the one sentence synopsis. What's this movie about? It's about uh, it's about a werewolf and he fights a he's on it. No, I can't. I can't. No, it's not. You can't. You, look, well, people people go to Nepal to find the famous Yeti. That's no, all. I'm doing this. Shut up. This is my movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting this off. No, you're not. Because I'm starting this off. I'm explaining a little of the back history of this. So did you all realize that when we watched this movie that this is the eighth of a 12 movie series about El Hombre Lobo? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, now, I, mean, I, really I, I, I only realized that when I started because I did a little research before, and then I did see that. Yes. You know. So what I'm going to share. I'm going to give the listeners a little history because I found this part to be fascinating. Okay. So there are 12 films starring the actor Paul Nashi, which is a, a stage name he took in order to seem more Teutonic because originally the first movie was a German co-production. Right. His real name is. Jacinto Molina Alvarez. Yes. And he, he wrote it, he wrote and starred in 12 films about Count Valdemar Daninsky, who is a werewolf. These movies are not consistent. He's always <laughs> named Valdemar Vandinsky. He's always a werewolf, but he becomes werewolves in different ways. Sometimes he's a count. Sometimes, like in this movie, he's an anthropologist slash psychologist. Uh, and the 12 bit is – this is the part that's most interesting to me. So – in 68 is the first one, La Marca del Hombre Lobo, The Mark of the Wolfman. Cool, whatever. It's a, it's, it does pretty well. The second movie, also filmed in 1968, Las Noches del Hombre Lobo. This is a lost film. Did you guys come across this no. part? Oh, it is a lost All film. Right, this, oh, okay. is, this is fascinating because <laughs> it was filmed by a guy named Rene Govar. It starred two people besides uh, Paul Nashi named Peter Beaumont and Monique Brainville. None of these people <laughs> exist. They Bra- don't exist. Brainville. The story is supposedly what Paul Dashi claimed until the day he died in 2008 was he wrote this movie. They went to Paris. They filmed it in a week. And then a week later, Rene Govar, the director, was killed in a car accident. Ooh. The film was at the lab. Nobody ever picked it up. And he didn't discover until three decades later that it was never released. Three decades? Most people – yes. He's like, wait. No, like this – and people are like, this movie never existed. This guy for some reason made up this movie. But everywhere you see, they'll say there's 12 movies. This movie's not real. All the he couldn't remember any actors but these and two others who had aimed it right down. None of these people are real. Rene Govar is not <laughs> yes. real. He Brainville. made up a complete story about Monique Brainville. He made up a complete story about Las Noches de El Lo. And then he describes the movie. It sounds like another movie. Anyway, he made up a movie, but people still say twelve. All right, now, actually, that would be a good movie. A movie yeah. about like a crew member on the movie saying, "I know I made this movie. Did we really make a movie?" I don't know. These people don't exist all of a sudden. It'd be sort of like a like a beautiful mind type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, did, I see did we saying. really make the movie or didn't we make the movie? 
It's like Meatballs it's 3. Did we really make that movie? Did we really make it or didn't we? <laughs> are there, All right, I'm really read you. So there, I'm going to go down the rest of the um, Wolf series. Okay. What, Tim? What's your question? Are there 12 movies for each apostle? No, Tim. Okay. 1969, Les Monsters del Terror, also known as Dracula vs. Frankenstein. Guess there's a werewolf in it. Uh <laughs> 1970, La Fiora del Hombre Lobo, which he becomes a werewolf by being bit by a Yeti. Not this movie, because the Yeti's barely in this. Um, and also, a lot of people think that when he was describing the Lost film, that he may have been talking about this film, but like he swears they're different things. Uh, in 1970, also, La Noche de Valpurgis, which, by the way, Walpurgis Night... As we're recording this, that's only like two nights away. Is that a coincidence? I don't oh know. Oh my god, I haven't sent out cards yet. <laughs> I know. No. How are you going to celebrate your fucking pagan holidays if you don't send out cards in advance, I didn't, John? I didn't, I didn't buy Valpurgis Day presents. What the hell? <laughs> I totally freak. I have some good news for you, John, because after the sixth film, which is Dr. Jekyll and El Hombre Lobo, <laughs> in 73, there is El Retorno de El Retorno de Valpurgis. So in 73, you get a chance to return to Valpurgis. Okay. 75, we have the one we watched, La Maldición de la Bestia, also known as The World for the Eddie, which, man, it shouldn't be called that. Um, then there's El Retorno del Hombre Lobo in 1980. La Bestia mm-hmm. e la Espada Magico with the Beast and the Magic Sword. That comes out in like fucking 1983. It's a Japanese co-production. He has a samurai sword. Kind of want to see that one. Uh, in 1996, the Cantropo, El Assassino de la Luna Llena. And the Assassin of the Full Moon. And then finally, in, 12, in, in 2004, <laughs> Tomb of the Werewolf in English. The man never learned to speak English. He recorded all his lines phonetically for this one. The last one. Then he died. Is there I a werewolf in the last one played played by Miley Cyrus? Yes, Miley Cyrus is in that one because for people who don't listen methodically to every episode, let me fill you in a Tim's running joke. I'll get to Tim it. Tim looked up Tim looked up Harry celebrities and Miley Cyrus came up and he this stuck in his brain like a craw. He loves it. He well, loves Harry Miley Cyrus. He can't stop talking about Miley Cyrus I looked and up. how hairy she is. You gotta pick and a different type of movie. George, I Google it again. I Google it again. Yes. May I say, George, the way you speak Spanish, if I close my eyes, I swear I would think I was in a <laughs> in a cafe in Madrid. Yeah, I am uh, I'm pretty good. Uh mi español es muy bueno, no es malo. I es muy libros bueno. en la biblioteca. Wait, ¿dónde está la biblioteca? I said El Sevla. Damn it. Screwed up. All right. Damn. George, wait. Okay. I have a yes. question. Tim's I holding up his hand. He has a question. Yes, Tim. I never heard him mentioned in the movie, but I see that yes. someone played Larry Talbot in this movie, who's like, that's the name of the original Tim, Rebel. I was getting to that. Yes. Ah, well, get to it. Yes. Yeah. Stop stalling. Well, okay. I, that was important to give you context John for this 12-movie series, which is only 11. <laughs> All right. So it opens up. And an expedition, and and let me say this verbally because you won't be able to see it. I'm doing air quotes, Tibet. Because, man, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Tibet was so temperately climbed. It was just like yeah. they're wearing light ski jackets throughout this. It's hilarious. At the best, it was the Pyrenees. Come on, let's face it, okay? <laughs> I definitely worn – I definitely – in the winter in New York City, I wear heavier winter gear than these people do. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> so there's an expedition in Tibet that's happening and a Yeti. And by a Yeti, I mean a kind of small guy in a Chewbacca <laughs> costume, maybe. It's a black shape with fur, runs out and kills these three guys. It's a black shape and, with fur? Yeah, it's like you can see it's like a furry outline. So it's Tim, come it's, on. Yeah. It's it's Miley, it's Miley, it's Miley Cyrus. Hey, yeah, it's Miley Cyrus. I'm going to show through this episode. <laughs> Good joke, Tim. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, well known as being a black shape, runs out and kills these three guys. It's a bad joke. Uh, now, folks, if you're here to watch Yetis, like I'll be honest, that was 50% of my reason for choosing this movie. <laughs> I have bad news because 50% of the Yeti is over after that two minutes. You don't see this Yeti again until yeah. the last yeah. seconds of this film. The last scene, Spoilers. yeah. So, yeah, so. So it looks it looks cheap and shitty, and I'm like, woof. But then, then we cut to London, and it's actually London. I'm like, oh wait, there's some money in here. And then we meet our hero, who is Voldemar Daninsky. Who? I didn't know yet that he was our hero, the werewolf, because yeah. as Tim mentioned, there's literally a guy in this movie named Larry Talbot later, who I thought, yeah. if you've ever seen the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney. Yeah. His name is Larry Talbot. I thought he was the werewolf. Yeah. Actually, there's like five characters we thought were werewolf <laughs> before this guy. So, Wal- Waldemar, Daninsky, John, Valdemar, Waldemar, or Valdemar, as you might want to call John him. John agrees with me. He looked like yeah. a cross between Peter Sellers and John Belushi. I see the Belushi. I don't see the Sellers. What angle you look I at his saw, face? Uh, I saw maybe Belushi and Armand Asante. Yeah, I would agree with that more, actually. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting looking dude. He's and he looks he does like kind of like if I had enough drinks in me, drinks in me in a gay bar, I'd go home with him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think he he had a certain attraction to him. Now, I want to point out, in addition to being a star, he did write the screenplay and certain actions that you will see hear us unfurl will make more sense. You realize that this was the guy writing the the character. Now I understand. So, yeah. So he visits Dr. Lancome at his posh digs in London, which looks like a fancy place. He meets his daughter, Sylvia, who he's like, time has passed since last time I saw you. Yeah, everybody yes. is a big daughter he's, star- he's staring at this woman who is the doctor's <laughs> daughter. And the doctor's and, like, well, Sylvia is now one of my collaborators. He goes, yeah. how lucky for you. She's very pretty. I'm like, dude, that's her dad, you creep. Yeah. And before <laughs> I go, yeah, it's, like, it's like, you know, Trump and Ivanka almost. And before I go, when we do speak like this, we are talking in our dubbing voices. <laughs> oh, yes. thank you, John. Yeah, this movie is dubbed. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're yeah. going to do that voice a lot. This, yes. That's not just us acting. We're dubbing. Yes. Um, the past will be very so, dangerous if we go over that, and we could run into some very big trouble. <laughs> so here's the setup. The doctor has contacted Voldemort because he's like, there was an expedition to Tibet or the Pyrenees or or maybe just the fault, like the outside, <laughs> and they were all killed well, they found the bodies, they found my address in it, they sent to me this stuff. And what he has is he has a Yeti scalp. Yes. He has a Somehow. couple of pictures of the guy in the Yeti. Well, I'll talk about that in a second, Tim. Oh, my God. He has a couple of pictures of the Yeti. <laughs> and he's Yeti. like, he's discovered the Yeti. We're going there to find the Yeti. And I want you to come, Voldemar, because you are both an anthropologist, a psychologist, you know Tibet, and you speak Nepalese. And you're a bad so guy. Like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that Yeti scout. But yeah, it looked like they got it at the Halloween store. Like, you know that Halloween store that's only open, like, for the month of October? I, it was like, yeah. really? Really? <laughs> well, I want to drop some real Yeti knowledge on you all. 
they've mentioned several times in this movie like this guy this is actually based on a real quote unquote no. real yeti relic oh, no. in pangboche which is the place they're going to you could go there and there is supposedly a yeti scalper there was i think jimmy stewart sold it stole it in the what? 60s that's the story yeah it's crazy jimmy it's another podcast jimmy stewart scalped a yeti no, it was already a relic in Tibet. Look up Jimmy Stewart, Yeti. And actually, you know what? I think he steals the hand, the Pangbochi hand. The scalp is still there. But this is a real relic. Supposedly there's a... He gave it to Danny Kay. I don't know if you know that. He gave it to Danny Kay because that's a thing that Tim does. <laughs> Tim, how many years ago did that joke originate in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Like, how, how far did you get a se- reference? The, I, think, no. I think that joke came out in the second <laughs> season of Rhoda. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Tim. It's like Tim just sticks. He sticks to yeah. these jokes. Yeah, no, but I, I do. I do want to know what, what Jimmy Stewart was going. What he, what was he doing with the Yeti scalp? So, all right, th- this is such an aside, but like in the annals of cryptozoology, the study of like Yetis and shit, Jimmy Stewart was a big believer, and he supposedly agreed <laughs> to help this guy Tom Slick sneak this thing out of Tibet for study. Ooh. And he used his big – he was filming a movie there and he used his big movie star stuff to go in there and steal – it was either the scalp – now they think about it, I think he stole part of the Pangbochi hand, which was a Yeti hand, Ooh. so that they could like study it. But I don't know. Yeah. When, he got it, when he got it home, he was like, I really had a, a wonderful life. Like, Jesus. <laughs> he goes, and, then when the, and when the police came for him, they're like, where's where's the Yeti scalp, Stuart? He's like, hey, it's not here. It's over in old man Potter's house. And, yeah, and it's in old man Wilson's house. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. That's a good so <laughs> they all uh, – so let's just cut to it. They go to – they're wait, going to a place wait, called uh, – Wait, what, what, what? wait. Because you admitted yeah. to me in a text. I texted George about something. He admits oh, he doesn't right. remember this. First, for this mm. expedition, they need an expert, a guy who they find in an opium den who's asleep. Oh, I was getting to that. Joel, who looks like the old man, Ronald McDonald, with two tufts of red hair. Yeah, I, I that's a character Ronald. I didn't remember until my second watching. So they get, to, they get to Nepal, which looks like just a hotel in Spain, which I'm almost certain it was. <laughs> and we meet the other members. And I'm going to mention their names in case we're writing stories about them. Yes. So we have the doctor, Dr. Lancome. He's just a, a guy. We have Valdemar, who is the werewolf, but he's not a werewolf yet. We have Sylvia, who is his b- 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 babe, why, girl, daughter. <laughs> Getting sexually harassed. And then we meet man. everyone just wants to fuck her, including Norman, who's this fucking sleazy coward guy. And it wasn't yep. until the second viewing I realized Norman was someone different than Ralph. <laughs> yeah. There's two guys who look kind of the same. Yeah. And who – and how the, hell did they, they, how the hell they come up with these names? Ralph. What kind of Spanish name is Ralph? You know what I think? I think when they were dubbing this, like they really didn't have like the script translated. And they just handed it to the voice actors and said, ah, oh, you'll figure it out. So they're like, oh, yes, we'll run into great danger if we pass the – if we go over the mountain pass at this time of the year um, – Ralph, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. I think so. Uh, there is, there is a, and this is air quotes again, a Sherpa, but really just a Spanish guy <laughs> wearing brown face named Tiger Hassan. And then there is the guy, Larry Talbot, who I thought was going to be the werewolf because Larry Talbert Talbot is like, kind of like blonde, like leading man, hunky. Oh, it was him. Like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's the werewolf. He's Larry Talbot. Nope, no, Larry Talbot dies with a pole shoved up his ass. Spoilers. 
Uh, <laughs> so we're told there's bad weather, even though you can clearly see outside and it's like a beautiful spring day and nobody's wearing a coat. Hey, and weather changes, tiger, weather changes drastically on mountains, George. In the well, yeah, but they're not on a mountain. I don't know. So Tiger takes uh, Voldemar to meet this guy who Tim is obsessed with, Joel. Joel is fucked up looking, everybody. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's old got, man Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means, but he's got he's wall-eyed. He has like his teeth look like they were drawn by Jack Kirby. Like they're just all boxy and weird and weird angles. Like he's he's kind of I'm sad we don't spend more time with him. And he's they meet him at a fucking opium den. And he's like he rolls oh, over. He, he looks at him. Yeah. And he goes, Glass the pass, the pass of the demons of the red moon. Eh, I still hear their howls. I'll take you there. And they're like, you're going to take this fucking drug addict is going to lead you through a pass yeah. to get to this place. And he says that. Yeah. So what so could possibly Voldemort go wrong? <laughs> So Voldemort, then we we Voldemort. some time passes and the rest of the group is there and we meet oh then we meet Ralph who looks just like Norman the sleazy guy <laughs> and I didn't realize that there were two different people it really doesn't matter because they both die um, and we meet Melody who's another b- 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 babe um, <laughs> what was she who is she do you even know? I think she there's one scene where Ralph kind of like says something to her I'm like oh they're a couple oh, okay but it's it's she's just there so we can see her naked later spoilers yes. um. Voldemort is not with them. He's with Joel, the weird looking guy with the wall eyes, and the bad teeth. And they're walking and they hear weird laughing. They're in snow. They're somewhere different. Yes. And Joel goes running off and his footsteps just disappear. Disappears. He goes, ah! he got so scared. He disappeared. <laughs> and, and we keep going back between the two groups. They're like, we have to wait for Voldemort. And Sylvia's in love with Voldemort at this point. She's like, he leered at me creepily in front of my father. I think I love him. Yeah. And Melody's like, you need to go for walks and shit. Uh, I, this is already too long. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, tell us more. Let's go, tell us more about Jimmy Stewart. Part. So, stealing body parts. <laughs> so, then Jimmy Stewart came back. He's like, I, I want another. I want another a bit of a Yeti. What else you got? Uh, no. Um, you got a Yeti. Here's the important part. <laughs> my, wife would, my, my wife would like a Yeti penis. Wait, who, who played his wife in? Uh, I can't remember. Donna Reed. All right. All right. So, Don knows. Don Reed, of course. So Voldemort <laughs> is separated now from Joel, and then he wanders into a cave. And inside this cave is another babe. And she's like, she's wearing like this like kind of outfit. She's like, She's like taking care of him and he wakes up and he's all like feverish. She, she's like, he's, she's talking to her sister or her, like another babe there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, another babe. Who I thought was Loretta goes, Lynn. <laughs> really? Yeah. Loretta Lynn really slumming in her She looked like place. she had the same hair and everything. I said, is that Miss Loretta Lynn? But it wasn't. <laughs> and what they, they say to each other, he's very strong. He will be a good <laughs> companion and a passionate lover. And again, reminder that Voldemar, the actor, wrote this movie. Right, yeah. Because yeah. then there's a fucking... Now, depending, listeners, if you saw the version on Tubi or apparently Plex, you probably saw The Werewolf and the Eddy, which does have a little bit of naked stuff here, but not yeah. the version I saw. First time I saw that, I was like, there was weird cuts in yeah. the audio. And I'm like, I feel like shit's cut out of this. So I was so, I was watching on a different device, and I typed in Maldicion de la Bestia, Instead of the new name, and I instead found that it also there's an English version called Night of the Howling Beast. Yeah, I so. call it up. It's a cleaner cut, 
And right on the front, it says, restored by Sleezovision. I'm like, oh. <laughs> night of the Howling Beast. Kids, get has, the popcorn. Like, There's just a movie night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Second viewing was much more entertaining. Oh. Um, they re- Not only is there a lot more naked stuff on here, the scenes that were in the original version I had watched, the Werewolf and the Yeti version, mm-hmm. were refilmed to be nakeder. So, like, there's scenes where, like, the lady's, like, wearing, like, maybe a sheer robe. She ain't wearing no sheer robe. Mm -hmm. So there's this menage a trois scene where, like, one of the girls is just kind of, like, flopping all over them all naked. We're zooming in her butt. And the other woman's just got her head locked at his waist. We're like, I guess I know what's going on there. He wakes up later and he's feeling good about himself. He's putting a shirt on. He's like, whoa, I just had a menage a trois with some randos. (laughs) And then he sees them. They're eating human flesh. And he's like, how do I wake up from this nightmare? And I guess that's Joel, right? I don't. I don't know where they get that arm. They never, I assume they're eating Joel. It occurred to me the pun second view. I'm like, oh, that's where Joel. I went think to, I right. forgot Joel existed the first time. That's yeah. right. That make no. That makes total sense. Yeah. They're eating Joel, and then he's like, white gloves. Did the arm have a white glove? It's why I know. Why Michael Jackson? No, no, because he was. Never mind. No, you have to explain no, this to our viewers. You got to carry through on the joke, Ronald, Tim. Come Ronald on. McDonald. Ronald McDonald. He oh, was oh, old oh, man okay. Ronald McDonald. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, wasn't, I, it wasn't that so, good. No, I don't – wait. It, all right, Tim. We're derailing this thing for your joke. Is no, there no. an actual old man Ronald McDonald or did you just look at this guy and goes like if you take Ronald McDonald, remove yeah. his clown makeup, age him, he would look like this? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, t- yeah, Tim okay. Tim like gets oh, Tim like gets an idea in his head and like you can't get it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it's a walk. It's a, like, I get it. It's just like like seriously, if Tim voted Republican <laughs> and watched Fox all the time, we would never <laughs> oh. speak to him because he would never, he would never let that go. The the ladies who really saw eating human flesh are like praying around an old tomb that's in this cave, and he runs over and like he grabs an arrow out of one of it's, like there's a statue on it. He he no, kills one of the ladies. It's a She's naked. Mummy, it me, it's a werewolf mummy. I didn't register. I was looking at the naked ladies. <laughs> He stabs one of them and she's naked and she turns into a skeleton. The other one runs off. The one that looks like Loretta wolf, chases Lynn. Him. The Loretta Lynn one <laughs> runs off, becomes a wolf, chases him, and the other- bites him on the chest, and he kills her while she's naked. And then she also turns into a skeleton. But he's been bit. Yep, he's been bit. Now he's a werewolf. Uh, he runs outside. It's a full moon. He becomes a werewolf, Ooh. which is just uh... – yes, Tim. Out of all the werewolf movies we've watched, finally – this is one where they turn into a wolf when the moon comes out. But First not one. That's true. Sometimes he turns into the werewolf when it's broad daylight out, though. Did you notice that in a <laughs> couple was, scenes? Yeah, there's the scene where he saves Sylvia from the marauding right. Huns. Because, yes, there's Huns in this movie. Yes. And it's broad daylight. And I'm like, what's going what's on going here? What's going on here? I also didn't understand the passage of time in this. Like, is this is there months apart in scenes? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He was he was scratching people to death. I knew George was going to be upset. He did bite a few of them, but right. he was scratching yeah, with but his I will say, listeners will know, as a guy who's made us watch a lot of werewolf movies, I have an issue when werewolves use their claws as offensive weapons because wolves don't. Mm-hmm. He does scratch people, but not too much. He's mainly a biter and a really agile. He jumps. Like the guy, I'll give the guy credit. The guy does some crazy jumps on people. Like he's very agile. Yes. Yeah. The actor was a professional weightlifter for a oh, while, too. Yeah. Yeah. I did read After that. After he killed them, he, he would urinate on them like a wolf. 
That was really disgusting. Yeah, or like somebody from that uh, show we saw, the the fucking garbage one set in Florida. You made us watch the She Devils and Wheels. Oh, yeah, Remember they defeat right. their opponents, they have piss on them. I'm like, what am I watching? Previous episode of Seti Bimco, everybody. Um, all right, I got to get through this. Uh, so we cut back to the other group of people. Oh yeah. Uh, well, they, and like, and Tiger, who is the quote unquote Sherpa, but the guy wearing brown face. He's like, let's go he's back. He's like, Sakar Khan and his bandits are nearby. We can't go back. And everyone starts dissing. I'm like, why the call you Tiger? He's such a wuss. Ugh. And like, no, the guys knows something. So, um, man, Shaka okay. Khan, he's a warlord from years ago for some reason. Who still lives. He's just, yeah, they, they never come out and say that they're Huns, but they're Huns. Okay. His name is Khan. His second in command, who I didn't realize was a separate person because they looked exactly the same until the second watching, is named Temujin, which was Genghis Khan's real name. So, okay. Why do they have to they're, be Huns? Why do they have to be? Why are Huns there? I don't know. But they, man, see, this is the thing, Tim. I'm already, like, this is so, they're cutting back and forth. Here's what happened. There is no plot. Yeah. Okay, the first bandits. of all, first of all, before you overanalyze it, this is a movie <laughs> made for fifteen-year-old boys so they can see some gore and some titties. Okay, so don't don't Often get at the too, same time. Don't don't get too caught up in the uh, you know critical analysis of this here. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying to get the chronology. So Basically. the werewolf guy okay. attacks. There's going to be some bandits killing them. The werewolf guy attacks and kills three of them, mm-hmm. and then like. But then other bandits come and attack the troop of people the next day. And, and they rebel. Yeah, the Sherpas rebel. They rebel. Oh, oh no, first, the great Norman, Sherpa the rebellion. creepy guy, the Norman guy is drunk. And in the scene that's completely in the dark, you can't tell what happens, tries to sexually assault yes. Sylvia. And she runs off. And then she's he's killed by a black shape, who I'm not sure was the Yeti or the werewolf. Or Miley Cyrus. Or Miley Cyrus. And then it's the next then it's the next day, and I guess the werewolf's nearby, but he hasn't rejoined them yet. The group comes under attack by the rest of the bandits, and Ralph is killed. Norman's already dead. They find Norman's dead body, and they're like, oh, he was killed by something, a, a humanoid. Um the other girl, Melody, is shot in the leg, but I guess she's okay. Sylvia wow. escapes. Her father is captured. And Larry Talbot, they capture those two guys last. Yes. And they're like, you are wise. We will take you to the doctor. And Larry Talbot, they fucking impale him, him on, a on a stick up his ass that comes out through his shoulder. And he's still alive when they talk to him. <laughs> and then Voldemort comes and he has re- just rescued Sylvia from being assaulted by some more huns because this movie has bad attitudes towards women. Yeah. And the guy, he's, he's going, please just kill me. I have a fucking stick up my ass. And they keep asking <laughs> him questions. And we don't know if he kills him. He might just leave him there. Larry Talbot yeah. might still be sitting there in "quote unquote" Nepal with a stick up his ass. No, I think he does uh. die. I think he does die. Not, not by Voldemort. I think he just finally just like his head droops. I think. Yeah, okay. Gives, you don't think they hella lifted him out of there? Why didn't Voldemort bite him? Made turn him a werewolf. Because uh, uh, no, he was uh. he was hella lifted. So he was hella lifted. That's how you say it. So, hella lifted. Hella lifted. He was hella, hella lifted out of there. All right. right so ha- so half the people are dead or captured. Back me up, John. Voldemort takes Sylvia. They're wandering around. They find this old man. This old man is in a monastery. He's got like a special guy with him. The old man's like, there's a cure for your vamp- your werewolfism because he knows he's a werewolf because he sees the bite. There's a certain plant and true love's blood and blah, 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 and this knife and all this shit. Whatever. The bandits come there. Voldemort's out shitting around in the woods. 
They kill the old man. They kill the special guy. They capture Sylvia. Voldemort gets captured too. Wait, who's special they guy? They bring him. Who's there was the that guy? Mute, was like, the mute guy. Oh, you're, are you calling? Are being oh, very, calling him special? Picture, you're calling him special. Special. What, what, he, what do you want? He was, We're shutting this down. He's special. I meant special like he was one of God's precious gifts. All right. Actually, you know what? That wasn't sensitive. I want to point out to listeners that was actually noted George O'Connor imposter Kevin Cablasto saying those things. Kevin, get right out of here. I, don't think special is, I don't think special is offensive. <laughs> special, I think, is quite sweet. You know, we're, we're first oh. of all, we're getting lectured on political correctness <laughs> from a guy who's obsessed with Hitler. I am not okay, obsessed. let's just start right I'm there. Obsessed. So I'm, I'm sorry, Tim, you have, you have no credibility in this argument. So I like George, to make continue. fun of him. I like All right. To make fun of him. No, we're not I'm making fun of him. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to wrap, try to wrap this up. So we get to the we're we're at the quote that the Huns headquarters. Yes. The doctor is chained up. He meets Voldemort. He's like, they're going to kill me. There is. Yes, Tim. In your extended version, do we know why yeah. the the head Hun had holes in his back that were trying? He was trying to heal. No, I was just just going like, to get to it. No, we don't. In his back. <laughs> but yeah, so the head hun Shaker Khan, okay, which I'm just calling him Shaka Khan. Call him Shaka Khan. He has the he has a condition where he has like a like a circle of weird holes in his back. Right. It's a horrible condition. And I'm there's gonna this guess evil. A, I'm going to guess it's a venereal disease, but that was just what I yeah. I'm going with. Or evil, probably because this place is full of b- 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 babes. That's where yeah, evil, he's evil woman puts her cigarettes out. There's evil woman too. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's Let's mention she her. She's an important out. character. Her name is Vandessa. Vandessa yes. is an evil sorceress who has been treating the the Khan guy. Yes. But and and she we see she has aspirations for power. She like will give orders. He's like, hold on, Vandessa. I give the orders around here. <laughs> but then later on they have a chess game and she beats him and Uh-oh. as her prize, she gets to kill the doctor. Because she's jealous of the doctor because wow. he might really help her. And the doctor's like, you know, your treatments can't really help him. Eventually he'll know. And she's like, take him away. And we never see the doctor again <laughs> until later when he's dead. Yeah. Um, Voldemort's yeah. locked up. She, of course, tries to tra- she tries to seduce Voldemort because she's a b- b- babe. And we see her naked <laughs> for a bit. And she kisses Voldemort. And he's like, no, I can't kiss you. You're so evil. And then she goes <laughs> off and she takes Melody, who is the other girl from the camp. And two Ooh, other girls just takes all their clothes off, so we see him naked, and she peels his skin off her back. Yeah, yes, it's which was like really upsetting and gross. Yes, mm-hmm. I was watching it alone, and I said out loud, "Was that really necessary?" Yeah. Is what no, I said it wasn't. out loud. I was, Again, I was eating pudding. It's to wait. It's to wig out fifteen-year-old <laughs> boys. You're yes, finally getting to boys. see titties, and then suddenly the skin Did gets peeled off her back. Yeah. yeah, and they take the skin and they glue it over the spot on the back of what's his face, Khan, with the cigarette burns on it. But um, yeah, I, I've mentioned this before in the show. There used to be a comic shop near where Tim and my studio was, and they had a magazine there called like Naked Ladies and Corpses. I'm like, this is exactly the sort of shit that would be in that book thing. Yes, yeah. And it's like weird fucking signals missing. Don't mix, yeah. don't mix like a, a hot naked lady getting her backs torn off. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Voldemort watches this happen. He goes, ah, you're so evil. You're a monster. Oh, and then there's this fucking character. Jesus. Did you catch the princess? Princess Ulka. What was her point? There's, I don't remember. I don't fucking know. There's a princess in there, too. I guess. And she challenges Vandessa. The princess <laughs> escapes with a bunch of other ladies. I guess she's the rightful ruler of Nepal. They overpower Vandessa. They kill her by stabbing her to death in the vagina. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Which I'm happy to report in the extended version, we don't see either. Okay. So I'm like, well, thank goodness Whew. for Paul Fairbanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the, uh, the the director's cut of It's a Wonderful Life, that scene that scene is in there. That scene is, it's yes. right as the scene when the pool opens up. It, right <laughs> yeah. as Alfalfa opens the pool yes. and they all fall yeah. in. Yep. You see her being stabbed to death in the hoo-ha in the background. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's odd. What a strange choice Frank got for me. I never noticed that. All these Christmas I've never noticed that. <laughs> it's right next to the munchkin hanging from a tree. It's right. like, what's going on what's here? What's going on here? Um, what the hell? <laughs> it's, right next to, okay, Volva- it's right next to the ghost in the background of Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, exactly. All right, Voldemort <laughs> breaks loose because Sylvia knocks out Temujin. They have a big fight. Temujin is a bald man with a goatee. They fight. He pulls a sword off the wall. He kills Temujin. Then he gets in a fight with Shakur Khan, who is a bald man with a goatee. Yep. I didn't realize they were the same guy. They it's, fight. It ends it's when the highlight uh, of the movie. It is the highlight. It's thrilling. They, there's a lot of jumping and flipping. And then uh, the then Shocker Khan falls into a knife-filled pit yes. where we also see that's where the, 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 the professor, was. Sylvia's dad, was thrown. That so didn't she goes, smell. Ah! That didn't smell bad. <laughs> well, he was only taken away maybe minutes before. Who knows? <laughs> it could have been minutes. And it then, could have been nights. We don't know the timeline on this. Yeah, because there was full moons happening all <laughs> over the place. Know. <laughs> Werewolves coming so out the in two broad of them daylight. Is, I mean, yeah, who knows what time wedding <laughs> thing was in this movie. Sylvia and Voldemort escape into the wilderness. They leave Elka, whatever the fuck her movie was going on, Princess Elka, whatever you're, yes. whatever you're doing, here, lady. They go off, and then Voldemort's like, "You have to leave me. It's almost the night." Yes. She's like, "No, I can't leave you." We're we're get, like you're yeah. like at this point you're like wasn't this movie one of its titles Werewolf in the Yeti? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. There's like three minutes left. Where's the fucking Yeti? There's literally like I did stop. It was actually at five. It was like it was like five minutes left. There's still no Yeti, and uh, you're so Voldemort's running off, going ah ah ah, becoming a wolf again, perhaps. And we were following <laughs> Sylvia, and she walks by this flower we zoom in, which I guess is the plant the old man told her about will cure uh, yes. werewolfism. Yeah. And then she gets attacked by the Yeti, who is just <laughs> there. And the Yeti, again, I want to emphasize to you all, you probably think of big, hairy ape man. No, it's a little tiny guy. A little tiny. He's small. He's maybe like like I'm bigger than him. Yeah. And he carries off, he carries yeah. off the, her, and then uh, Voldemort is a wolf now, and he attacks. And then it's like two and a half minutes of two indistinct blobs fighting each right. other. Yes. Yeah. Can't. The only way you could maybe every once in a while, because Voldemort, as a werewolf, he's wearing black clothes. Mm-hmm. He's just a black shape. The Yeti is a black shape. Occasionally, you see it's, Voldemort's teeth. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he kills it's the like, Yeti. It's like Eric Trump and Don Trump Jr. in a crowd. Like which is which? <laughs> Tim. Anyway, well, Voldemort <laughs> kills the Yeti, I guess, and then I guess he passes out because he's also fucked up. And then uh, Sylvia takes the plant, which she discovers during the melee, takes the knife field man getter, cut her heart, cuts her heart hand open on the palm, which they always do in movies because true love's thing cures him. Whatever. Drips all this shit onto Voldemort. <laughs> he comes back to the big, like just a normal, right. normal John Belushi looking motherfucker. And the two wander off. And then like, literally the movie ends with the spinning the end sign that flies towards the camera. <laughs> I didn't even stick yeah. around for that. I didn't I stick around like, for that either. I was like, okay, fine. That may have only been in the second version. That could, that could have been in the unedited version. <laughs> the edit, the, God the, damn it. <laughs> Man. Oh, All right, it's, so what was, it's revenge time, right? Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Revenge. I'll get you. Revenge. Revenge. One of us will die. 
One of us will die. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. So we're gonna, as we do, we 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 crowdfund the which character would be a comedian from this movie. That was our wild card question. We crowdfund? You mean yeah. crowd improv? Yes, we crowd improv. All right. And crowdfund. Crowdfund. All right. All right, Tim, you want to start it? <laughs> Nobody knows who would be a comedian. I think. I think Joel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. Can I say? Sure. Because he, because Joel. It's Joel. Joel because oh, yeah. He, That's right. Because yeah. he had the experience yeah. as the party clown slash Ronald McDonald somewhere in Barcelona. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go even further. He was a fucking prop comedian. His big shtick would be he would be up on stage and be like, I'm not doing so well. And he'd introduce himself to people. He'd hold out his hand. So when they would grab his hand, they'd pull it. And his hand, of course, was severed by the werewolf ladies. <laughs> yes. So they'd pull his severed arm back and he'd scream, oh, you pulled off my arm. It was really funny. And he I would mean, disappear. Yes. Would, he, that was his big, that's how we left the stage. Oh, he would just right. he'd run off and go, ah. And <laughs> yeah, and you just these footprints, and you just see these footprints to one point, and then they weren't. Then there were no more. Not to a dressing room, not to an exit. He left a little poop behind. It was a Wednesday matinee. It was a Wednesday <laughs> matinee. Just to wrap this up, he disappeared. But that's a little piece of poop. Well, I'm gonna do a callback, and his poop looked like a perfectly inverted ice cream cone. And Tim's like, "Was that my dog?" <laughs> <laughs> Previous episode, Tim was Jeez. amazed when his dog shot an ice cream cone out. Upside good down. Man, I just gotta say, Seti Bimco, when you when you hear a comment <laughs> like that out of context, you're like, "What a quality show we're making here!" What a quality. No wonder show. we're like number forty eight on Good right. Pods or whatever. Peabody eligible podcast, Seti Bimco to the Revenge. I want I want to wrap up the comedian thing just a little bit. Part of his act right. to connect this movie. Part of his act was uh-huh. he'd be on stage with. Shaka Khan, and he had a uh, one of those <laughs> car cigarette lighters. John remembers these. You push them in, they come out super hot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he, I remember those two. He too. just burned Shaka Khan's back. That was part of his act. That's that, that's why Shaka Khan had all those holes in his back. And then he would say, "Werewolf, oh, there, wolf!" And he'd point <laughs> to the wolf sitting patiently in the corner the whole time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's all. That's hilarious. <laughs> I just tried to wrap it up, but I ruined it. John's actually crying, everybody. <laughs> we had a funny joke. I'm just, now when, we we get, when we get done, I'm just going to go into a corner in the fetal position. I'll, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> By next week, he'll have unwrapped himself from the corner. It's all good. We better so. read our, our revenge sequels. Who's going to go first? Man, not me. Well, my revenge sequel involves one of the werewolf ladies in the cave. And because she does look like Miss Loretta Lynn, I am going to name her Loretta. Cue the music. <laughs> and Loretta somehow reanimates from the dead and she realizes that her sister and all her friends are dead and she swears revenge on these people who have killed them. And I don't know if you remember like the 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 soldiers were on horses and like they'd get killed, but their horses would be left behind. So she rounded up all the horses and she went back into the hole. And she tied him up around that big, colorful statue that looked like a, some sort of like New York City Parks Department Arts and Craft Project from <laughs> 1975 I made. And, <laughs> and 
and she's like, I'm going to, so she starts and the horses start helping her and they start digging out the cave to get all the remains out and she's going to reanimate them. But as she gets digging, she realizes it's a mine and there's all sorts of precious gems and metals in there. There's like gold and there's silver and there's platinum and there's diamonds and there's rubies and there's sapphires. So she and the horses, they just start digging. And then one of the horses has a foal and the, that foal joins the team and they're just digging and digging. And several years later, they get out and several years, several years, because there's all these, there's all these precious gems and metals and, and the foal has a, has a child and that child horse starts digging and digging and digging. So anyway, they get out and the horse is kind of outwit Loretta. They're a little smarter than she is. And they do wind up taking the majority of the precious metals and gems away, but she still gets a pretty good chunk. And she, and the, the daughter of the foal right off into the sunset and she buys a guitar and she becomes a famous country singer and she's known as <laughs> the, the horse riding cowgirl singer Loretta and they get on the grand old Opry and the name of the movie is Foal Miner's Daughter. Oh, wow. Oh my God. I've been the whole time like, why is there a horse involved? <laughs> I was going to ask you, I'm like, is that what Coldminder's daughter is about? Then, oh, that was such a lot. John. I, I knew she didn't do Rhinestone Cowboy, and I was like, is this going somewhere for Rhinestones? Nice. Good heavens. Loretta needed those right. gems because uh, she's, she's one of those she went through all that those, Crisco money. Yeah, she's one of those animals that needs to have stones in her stomach to digest her food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you knew She's that. like a bird. She has a gullet. Yes. All right. Can I go next? Because I don't have a good one. Okay. <laughs> well, apparently Maybe I don't need to die, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> cue the music. All right. Cue the, mine. Cue the music. Here's cue the music. I hope I get the good music this time. All right. So mine is actually the secret 13th Paul Nashi film. Turns out I was hiding this from you all at the same time from this sequel. What? It is called La Venganza del Retorno de la Hijo del Hombre Lobo. Oh, I feel like I'm in Madrid. <laughs> yeah, just like it. And this one, we don't start off with Voldemort Kandinsky or whatever the fuck his name is. We do a slow pan in over the quote unquote uh, Tibetan Himalayas. And there, sitting atop a pole, is Larry Talbot. <laughs> He's been there since 1975 with a pole shoved up his ass. Oh, no. And he is hurting. Because it turns out he – well, that's the rough thing. So he – it turns out he is Larry Talbot. Like he is the Wolfman from the Universal Films. Uh-huh. Okay. You wonder why they stopped making films about him? Because he's been skewered up the butt <laughs> in Tibet. And he, he just sits there all day. And basically, you know, once a month, I guess for three nights of the month, he turns into a wolf. But he's still a wolf with a stick up his butt. <laughs> And he just kind of sits there and goes, rawr, rawr, and he runs in place and then turns back. It's been a rough few decades for Larry Talbot. He's lost his boyish good looks, his leading man looks. His clothes have rotted away around him. A development has popped up. People put in suburban houses. They think he's just a weird, naked, running, yelling scarecrow. There he sits, just there. month after month, year after year. And we'll plant and the day, corn over there. <laughs> he's just like he just keeps muttering to himself. I kept asking him to kill me, and he never did. 
Then one day, there's a twister. <laughs> and a young girl from Kansas comes over. Oh, no. Yeah. Her name, let's call her Dot. <laughs> Dot is wandering around. She sees naked Larry Talbot with a pole up his ass. And she's like, ooh, ooh, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And he goes, let me down and I'll tell you. And so after the decades of being stuck up on that pole with a stick up his ass, because he was a werewolf, it didn't kill him because there's no silver. Everything he sees looks like Voldemort Kandinsky. And he sees little Dot is just the John Belushi looking motherfucker from this movie. And she lets him down. And he eats her face like a goddamn chimpanzee. Hmm. But he's finally, after so many decades, he's finally up that pole and he's happy. And he runs off into the wilderness. And then we hear, ah! And he disappears. <laughs> Just like Joel. We see his footprints go five feet. But he's okay. Doesn't matter what happened to him because he had his revenge. He ate Dot or Voldemort or whatever the fuck his name was. The end. And the name is. Uh, the name is La Venganza. Oh, you told me. Del Retorno de la Hijo del Hombre Lobo. Dos okay. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Wow. Yeah, top that, buddy. I'll try. Yeah, you can't. Mine had fucking Dorothy Gale in it. I mean, Dot Gale. Dot. <laughs> All right. My sequel. Yep. Your revenge theme sequel, Tim. My revenge theme sequel. That's right. (laughs) There's revenge in it. Give me a minute. Okay. Woo. Valdemar. You say his name like that? Waldemar? Valdemar. 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 Valdemar and Sylvia. This is how the movie opens. They're they're still in the snow, just like the last Uh movie ended. But they fall over. Still the light snow, and they're wearing their light flak jackets. They fall over, and they feel sick. And Valdemar uh, and Sylvia and Joel, the and Joel, he's back. Yeah, the opium addict. They wake up uh-huh. in a pool of their own spaghetti vomit. See, that whole movie <laughs> was a drug-fueled <gasps> fantasy while they were passed out at a Bob Seger concert in 1997. Wow, it was in the future the whole time. They heard this song, Catman Do, along with the opening act of Shaka Khan. And then Bob Seger did a cover of <laughs> Evil Woman by ELO. And that fueled their whole fantasy while they were tripping on drugs. And, uh, you know, <laughs> missed out on the whole concert. Oh, yeah, it's really a song by Bob Seger, too. Yes. Wow, it all makes sense for once. So after Valdemar and Sylvia and Joel clean up the spaghetti, vomit off themselves, they swear off drugs and spaghetti for good. They thought, you okay. know, we got to clean up our act. But the very next month, they see that Hootie and the Blowfish are coming to town. In oh, fact, God. the Spice Girls are opening for them because fish wasn't available. So they go back to their old habits. Valdemar and Sylvia give in to temptation and they go to their friend and, and supplier Joel at the opium den and get him to buy them a bunch of drugs and spaghetti to prepare for the show but they make a stupid mistake they let Joel the opium, opium addict buy the concert tickets and unknown to them he was so high he accidentally bought tickets to the 20th century's second biggest villains the Osmond reunion tour oh. so Valdemar, Sylvia and Joel they're already high and full of spaghetti when they head out to the show and they don't notice it's the Osmonds they hire some Sherpas also known as high school dropouts to get them to the stadium and uh, they encounter a Yeti also known as Merrill Osmond who never shaved a day in his life you gotta know the Osmonds to get these jokes 
Yeah, it's good that you're. Yeah. Right. It's it's timely. Everybody knows the Everybody Osmonds. Knows the Osmonds. Is, is that a real Osmonds? No explanation needed, Tim. No, no, no explanation needed for the Osmonds. Not a day in this country goes by without people clamoring for more yes, Osmond yes, content. Yes, yes. And we so. we here at SETI Bimco rise to the challenge. Hi, Australia. Hope you're still yeah. listening. Thus they go to this Osmond. The top three concert. Google searches of 2020 <laughs> were COVID, the Kardashians. And Meryl Osmond. Osmond. Meryl Osmond, yes, the hairy one. So they go to this Osmond concert. They pass out on their drugs, and they have a whole fantasy that involves one bad apple that is forbidden and the crazy horses that are released once they take a bite of the forbidden apple. These are these are, these are are Osmond songs. Yes. So Valdemir becomes... <laughs> Valdemir becomes a little bit country. Sylvia becomes a little bit rock and roll. It becomes a. I hate. It. I'm leaving the podcast <laughs> right now. I'll see you later. Okay. A conflict. Guys, have a nice life. But it's it's resolving. It's good knowing Valdemir. you. <laughs> it's all resolved when Valdemir has sex with some wolf women. Uh, where's he? Did he really go away? He really left her <laughs> good, Tim. He's done he it this time. He had to pee. It's. <laughs> You have what really, did I say? You have what did really I say? done it this time, Mister. <laughs> just Where one husband joke too much that pushed him over the edge. Oh, did you have to pee? No, I just left and did a push-up. <laughs> you're so, you're, you're a push-up. Your belly push-up. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's 8.40. I'm late for my daily push-up. One. You don't get a physique like mine. So. You don't get a physique like mine. Wait, you're still talking. I'm going again. All right. Let me know you're done talking about fucking Osmonds. No, Bye. I'm done. Wait. It's the ending, George. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. It's the ending. It's the ending. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Ah. So they wake up. Yeah. Yet again. Who, who wake? Oh, no, I didn't care. Valdemir, Sylvia, Joel wake up in a puddle of spaghetti and vomit. Incredibly right, angry yeah. that they have missed Hootie and the Blowfish. So they decide yeah, to get revenge upon Joel. They sober oh. up and decide to hunt him down. And just beat him up. You know, they don't have to kill him. They want revenge on Joel for wasting their money. But that's when things got weird. It seemed that no matter where they looked, nobody had ever heard of Joel. It was as if he disappeared into thin air. Wait, 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 That is when things got weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for them, yeah. I think this is the last episode of Zen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we broke. We fight. ACAST must have some sort of like practices and standards department we're off the air now I'm sorry I know you're not being paid for this you do we just can't have you anymore we're getting out of complaints you keep mentioning the greatest villains of the 20th century Hitler and the the Osmonds I did mention that not necessarily in that order you 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 were mentioning him so, All right, Tim. So, so Joel's gone. They searched the city. Yeah. I just got one little, yep. one little paragraph. Let him, they searched the finish. city. Right. <laughs> searched the city. Can't find Joel. And then something else oh. odd happened. They felt very weak and sick. And again, oh, they wake up in, the, in a pile of spaghetti vomit. They were actually in a fugue state within a fugue state. A, a drug-fueled dream within a dream. Just like Inception. So this, wow. they woke up this time. They were actually on the ground at the end of the Woodstock 69 festival. They had taken some bad acid. They had been on a drug trip this whole time. Joel 
never existed. Bob Seger hadn't even written his songs yet. Uh, Valdemir and, and Sylvia, they sobered up, sobered up for good and helped Nixon with his war on drugs. And the movie's called Spaghetti and Yeti, which is also a popular podcast that spun off Spaghetti and Yeti, where they talk about spaghetti westerns and Yeti movies. There you go. <laughs> the end of my story. <laughs> What's the matter, George? I like to picture every is Kevin Cablasto is just pummeling the wall in a fit of rage. Just over and over and over again. Just so mad that he's being impugned this way. I, I've already co- wow. I've already copy written <laughs> spaghetti and oh, yeti. Good. Good move. Oh, thank yeah. God. Actually, I mean that's you don't want that get, you don't want that getting in the wrong hands. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. oh my god. George, you okay? You if you yeah. Want to write us a letter? Let it go with the e at gmail.com. Give us likes on all the platforms. We're everywhere. We're on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram. <sighs> I don't know what's wrong with George. I never saw him walk away. And I have a movie. I get to pick a movie. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's from the 60s. Oh. I hope it's got the Osmonds. We're in going it. back to the yes, we're going back to the uh, Going anyway, yes, 1961. No, <laughs> God, right? That's it. You know what, Tim? You know what? Now you're getting another fucking werewolf movie. This is my threat. Every time you choose a garbage movie from the 60s, I'm pulling one of these fucking old Wait, Bray Lobo movies. Does this one like, have so Frankie get Ash? Ready for Doctor Jekyll and Old Bray Lobo. Does, does, George, George, go, George, go do another push-up. <laughs> Chill out, man. These guns. Step away again, George. <laughs> I've gone. All right, finish your. Tell us your story. I'm gonna go do push-ups. There's a Push, woman. Her name off. is. <laughs> he's. He's gonna want to hear this. There's Run! an actress. Oh, so strong! <laughs> She's. <laughs> fucking too. There's an actress in this woman. This movie. Her name is Louise Down. Yeah. Louise Down is listed as one of the writers on a movie called She Devils on Wheels. And she's an actor, actress in this movie that we're going to watch, which is called Pagan oh, Island, 1961. Pagan Island. It's only, it. it's on Tubi. It's only an hour. That's why I picked it, George. It's only no, an it's hour. it's going to suck. It's going to be like a headache. Yeah, it's not going to be any uh, werewolf <laughs> and the yeti. Yeah, it can, no, nothing, can match, <laughs> nothing can match those standards, George. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's right. Well, I just want you to know, when you all are watching the next Ombre Lobo movie, you have no one to blame but Tim. I don't even see this movie listed. In, I just typed in Pagan, Pagan Island. Island, Louise Down. It doesn't even come up. Pagan Island is on Tubi. I'll send you a link. Oh. Don't worry. And you know what? It's, it's somewhat of a nudie cutie. Oh, I found the description on Letterboxd. One man alone with 30 beautiful women. <laughs> the survivor of a shipwreck finds himself on an island mm-hmm. populated only by women. Oh, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just custom picked out for John. Yeah. Actually, John, I'm looking. We see a lot of, I'm looking at the I cast We list. see a lot of titties. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait. It's an hour. I have good news for you, John. Think- There's at least two guys. because No, three. Maybe four. There's Edward Dew. There's 
William Kerwin and there's Bud Irwin. John, are, so uh, John, are you attracted to guys that look like old man uh, Ronald McDonald? That, uh, well, I'm going to say probably like, probably like two of those three guys are like over the age of 80, I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's gonna, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know and that's what's going to happen. But who can tell? Back in 61, that's what like a 30-year-old looked like. And exactly. And if there's, a, like if there's a cat in this movie, it's dead now. Yep, yep. All the cats are dead. All think, the dogs are dead. You think so? Probably every <laughs> single person in this cast is yeah, dead. They probably they were all they were probably all dead of drug overdoses by the time Woodstock, or by the time the moon landing, whether you believe that or not, was televised. They were probably all dead of drug overdoses. So there you go. No, what I'm, ex- I'm excited reading these letterboxes. In fact, reviews. they all died of drug overdoses so soon after this movie was made. The cat outlived them. <laughs> Right. Okay, I'm, I got to get going because I got to get watching this movie with 30 beautiful ladies having <laughs> trouble keeping their breasts covered with their lays. This By movie, was, this movie yeah. was custom made for me. I can't wait. So I got to go. All right, everyone. You could, if I, you could take a nap. John, you need to find a nudie duty to make us watch. I'll find a nudie duty. I wonder if like they remade this from like the female point of view. You know, <laughs> We can find a nudie duty, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, right. Am I the only immature one is giggling that we're saying duty? <laughs> no, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to a, we'll go Let's to say, another Wednesday matinee duty. Yeah, <laughs> say goodbye. Tying it all together. Let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. It's a party line. I have the thought. I'm still trying to convince George. George had a birthday at a bowling alley where you can have food. And the party next to us. This has got to be like 15 years ago. The party next to us had a birthday party too. They brought a cake. Our party didn't bring a cake. They were young kids. They ate one piece of cake. And then they ran off to have an orgy because they're all 20. And I was like, look, I can cut out a piece of this cake they didn't touch it they didn't spit on it and i can eat it and uh, nobody else would join me in my eating of this cake that what i stole if, from. what if they what did they what if they maybe that was their plan though tim like what if they had like roofied that cake like no, they just cut but, out the parts they knew weren't drugs <laughs> and they're like look we're because that sounds kind of suspicious to me leaving a cake behind in a bowling alley i'm just saying were, i'm thinking were, i'm thinking they i gotta jer- say tim they drugged that cake <laughs> With either roofies or a hallucinogen. You could have been tripping. You know what's funny? This shows you how memory works because I I remember this incident. I don't remember Tim cutting the cake. I remember him grabbing with his hands like a monster just eating fistfuls of it. (laughs) Now, that doesn't make sense with what I know of Tim, although it's a funny mental image. So I feel like my memory rewrote itself because like what Tim was doing was so abhorrent to me. I'm like, he might as well have done that. And the next in a few years, I'll probably you'll be eating with your feet in my memory.